And welcome to the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 thehammercom I am Jared Jesselitis. That is Jeff Julik over there on our last Friday edition of the Boiler Basketball Show. Where has the season went? I don't know. We will be on Wednesday in our normal time slot, but to, to prepare you for the Big Ten Tournament. So we're very excited to be able to do that. This will be our last uh, uh, Friday here, so uh, Jeff, you don't have to worry about hustling in here with your four six two forty, and uh, you'll be uh, you'll be okay on the David Friday, Bell so. and myself. Come there on, there you go. That's a, that's that's that was the rub there. Correct. Good job. You identified that. <laughs> uh, Boilers coming off a uh, disappointing loss at Wisconsin. Um, how can this keep happening, Jeff? It, it's, it's almost a t- somebody get me one of those math nerds from from engineering over here and tell me the odds on this happening. Uh, how many of these last second shots we can lose on in a season? Oh, it's, it's mind boggling. It's quite simple. It's the uh, curse of Robbie Hummel. Every, no, uh, oh, <laughs> don't you start with that. That poor man's out here catching strays for everything these days. He is, isn't he? I tell you what. But yeah, you know, two frustrating games since we last were on the air, and you know, both games. You know, the first game against Michigan State, the Boilermakers uh, did not play well. They turned the ball over a lot and still had a chance to win it. And then, you know, Walker hits the uh, the three pointer over uh, Travion, and then you know they they play really well against Wisconsin, and it goes down to the wire. And uh, Hepburn does his uh, a step back fadeaway off the uh, bank uh, three pointer, and. Uh, don't forget right. about the Johnny Davis one right before exactly. that. Exactly. Eric Kenner Jr. could not be playing any type yeah, of defense. Yeah. He double and, clutches and, and ended up putting it off the bank and, and puts it in. So, you know, Matt Painter said to the team, to Sasha, as he was walking off, out walking out from the press conference, and he said, hang in there, it'll start going our way. And that's what's happened. I mean, they've just had some bad luck, and uh, – you know, the, the odds are that the Boilermakers will get some luck as they uh, wrap up this season and head into the uh, Big Ten tournament. It's hard when you take a look at like a team like Providence, who you played in the super-secret scrimmage to begin with, <laughs> which, by the way, remember when people were freaking out that uh, they went to overtime and lost that scrimmage game? Yeah, and their Providence? center had 10 fouls. Yeah, okay, you yeah. look like so, jabronis now, don't uh-huh, you? Uh-huh. Absolutely. By the way, that's a team that... Has some. It's, they're like sixteen and one in games. They're like five points or less. Kind of like uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin that's, that's, has that's a similar ins- record. That yeah. that is insane. And yeah, here you got Purdue. And I-, I talked about this with Brian Newbert this week. Is there are people out here that continually call this team a disappointment? Why? You were what like three last second shots away from having what, like two losses. Is that is that you would be the undisputed number one team in the country? Like it's a heck of a way to lose. Not you, you did lose the games and. Maybe there's something for the argument of, well, you shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. But a game like Wisconsin last night, uh, that really terrible hook, uh, no hook and hole call on Edie at the end of the Michigan State game. Yep. I mean, it's 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 frustrating from that aspect. And yeah, like I said, you can sit here and go, well, you shouldn't have been that close to begin with. But at the same time, the statistical improbability some of the stuff is hitting at is kind of just... I, I, I need an old priest and a new priest. What, what, what do you got? Well, we need an exorcism. I will say this. Uh, Big Ten championships mean a lot to Purdue fans. Uh, it always has. Um, you know, back when, when Purdue had the three-peat and, and had three championships in a row, you know, many as people know, you know, I used to run the, the merchandise at Purdue. Um, Purdue sold more Big Ten merchandise that year than Kentucky sold in national championship merchandise. Uh that's how proud fans were of what this team had accomplished. And so when you think this is one of Purdue's best teams, um, 
you know, there's a lot more goals out there. You know, right now we got the Big Ten tournament. You've got the the a chance to get to the Final Four, but when you think about that, if this is one of Purdue's best teams, you would expect them to win the Big Ten title. So it is disappointing from the standpoint they weren't able to accomplish that, but that's not this team's ultimate goal. I think this team is more concerned about doing well in the postseason and the way this Big Ten tournament is going to shape up for them. I think they've got a great opportunity in that tournament, and that's going to carry over to getting a maybe a two or three seed in the NCAA. And then let's see how, what the final chapter says on this basketball team. You know, if this team makes a run in the Final Four, it's going to ease the sting of not winning a Big Ten title. And therein lies the biggest problem, Jeff, and you hit it right there, is expectations for this team. Yes. And this team, these fans, and and it's just a, it's a very vocal minority of fans that don't want to ride with them. So, uh, I was told this, and I was promised this. This is supposed to be you know, the best team, and here we are losing all these uh, buzzer beaters. And, and they were number being, one in the country. Yeah, number yeah. one in the country. Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they can't win. Stop it. Just stop it right there, okay? Those are, you put, it's not their fault that you put a bar so ridiculously high that no other team in the country even you know, gets that. I'm sorry that having the best record of the Matt Painter era, right, is, is not enough for you. Um, I think we had a caller earlier this week that uh, was, was was frustrated. I, I've been told this is the best team in the Matt Painter era, and I was like, okay, but you understand though that it it's not always about who you play; it's about when you play them. Another thing that uh, was great that uh, Brian Newber brought up was you want to talk about the bad luck too. Look at the Michigan loss, right? So that's the one where you feel like, yeah, we straight up got outplayed. There wasn't the effort. You shouldn't have even been playing that game exactly. that day. And that was at the tail exactly. end of, what, like eight games in 21 days? You yeah. want to talk about bad luck on top and, of that. I and mean, look what that's doing to Ohio State. They're in that same stretch, and they've lost to Nebraska and those kind of things. And you're absolutely correct with that, Jared. That's it's not that's an excuse, point. but you can't discount that it happened. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and also, look at the scheduling. I mean, you know. Coach Katie used to say you need to win all your home games and you need to split on the road. So that would put you at 15 and 5. And we play Wisconsin the very first time with no students there and no paint crew. I mean, what a break was that for for uh, Wisconsin to have that happen to them as well. So, And then you look at that Michigan game that got moved. And, yeah, this has been a, a rough, rough stretch. But every single game, this Boilermaker team is good enough to take it down to the wire and they've had to they've had to be beaten by Hercules effort by the opponent and you know this is a good solid basketball team and uh, I'm anxious to see the game tomorrow because I think a lot of frustration is going to come out on the Hoosiers tomorrow and you know this team has got a lot of goals ahead of them and uh, let's don't overreact to the fact that they weren't able to uh, get a share of that title yeah and a dangerous IU team I will say that uh, it's dangerous because it is on life support for NCAA tournament hopes It knows it has to win this game to make it into the NCAA tournament. That's that's pretty much a fact at this point, right? After after what Ron Hunter Junior. Ron Harper Junior. did to them uh, on Wednesday, they have to win this game. They have to get this road victory over a uh, over a top ten team. And uh, if they don't have that on the resume going into uh, the Big Ten tournament, they just do not have enough wins to get them in. No, and, and they're likely going to play Michigan, uh, you know, in that 8-9 game uh, next Thursday. Probably going to lose that. And they lost to Michigan at home. Um, you know, even they were to win that, you know, they are in a position where they just have not beaten 
uh, very many quality teams. I mean, the only two quality wins they have on their resume is is uh, Purdue and Ohio State. So yeah, they're Those they're are home in, games too, right? Was the Ohio State one on the road? Ohio State, both of them are home. Both of them are home. Oh. So. Yeah, good point there. Yeah, I'm just, so, I'm just but, saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, so the the Boilermakers just need to take care of business tomorrow. Purdue's the better team, and, and I'm sure they're going to be very frustrated on how they lost that game in Bloomington. And, uh, you know, just move on and, and help your seeding in the Big Ten tournament, help your seeding overall, and uh, get ready for the uh, big dance because that's what we're all looking for. I'm not worried about the seed, man. I'll tell you, everybody's all upset about this. Uh, there goes a two seed, whatever. Remember that freak out from Saturday? And then what happened by the time you woke up on Sunday? Everybody lost. Everybody lost. This is the last week of the regular season. The axe is going to swing uh, all across the country here. So just take a breath. Just take it easy. It's gonna chips are gonna fall where they fall. And you know IU's got the same problem. They're you know they're one of the last four teams out, but they're in a bad position because. There's going to be tournament upsets that's going to steal bids from them. You know, tonight Murray State plays for the conference championship, and if they lose that game, who knows if that conference may get a second bid. So, you know, it's 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 in a situation where the Hoosiers are in very uh, dire straits to try to sneak in, and the Boilermakers are in an outstanding position because, you know, they're going to be a two or three seed, and as you said, it doesn't really matter. I think the important thing would be nice for them to be able to go through Indy and Chicago so they can have the fan support. How many? Uh, how much more tears can those banners absorb in there before they just fall right out of the Raptors? <laughs> I'm just, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be another uh, NIT year. It looks like unless they get the W here. And uh, 147 is the key number, Jared. There has been 147 teams make the NCAA tournament since the last time the Hoosiers have made a bid. You hate to see it. You do. You hate to see it. You do. Well, hey, we got a good show lined up here for you today. Uh, Alan Karpik is going to be on with us here in just a little bit. We'll have to uh, see if we can connect with uh, Nate Barrett as well. We missed him last week. I know. He was out eating dog and suds. <laughs> he does that every now and then. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, you know, just hang here. We're going to spend the, the entire hour talking Boilermaker and Big Ten hoops. It'll be a lot of fun. Great Friday out there. It's going to be a tremendous Saturday weather. I mean, oh, seventy some. Oh, short weather for the oh, for the for the, the big game tomorrow. Mini skirts. Let's go. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. Sit back, relax. Here we'll take you through the last part of your work week. This is the Boiler Basketball Show. One hundred one seven The Hammer. One hundred one seven The Hammer dot com. All right, welcome back. The Boiler Basketball Show continues here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Let's go over to our Hammerhead hotline, and uh, we welcome in the uh, publisher of goldandblack.com, Mr. Alan Karpik is with us. Al, always great to have you on the program, especially uh, this time of the year, man. It's, it's down to the crunch time here. Last weekend of the regular season, Big Ten Tournament is next week. It's getting warm out there. It's just uh, it's it's a great time in the state of Indiana. It is. It's, it is a fun time, and and you know I know it's been a rough week for Purdue fans here the last couple games, and and uh, there will be no regular season Big Ten championship, all those types of things. But uh, you know I, I wish you ought to just sit back and try to enjoy this because uh, it's going to be a magical environment tomorrow, just because it's Purdue and Indiana. Uh, I would think in 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 Mackey Arena, and uh, no, Purdue will not be hoisting its 25th championship, which we thought might be possible. Uh, but uh, this has still been a really entertaining team to watch, and and uh, it should be a good game uh, come Saturday afternoon. 
Alan, any concern about the team's uh, mental state? You know, obviously two tough losses on uh, three-pointers at the buzzer, and now you have to get ready to uh, play a, a desperate uh, Indiana team tomorrow. Well, I, I think, Jeff, you don't take anything for granted, and I'm not saying Purdue will because you're right. Purdue could – I've seen teams come out flat uh, uh, after two devastating losses, and when you really – I think that – the I don't, I'm not saying that the Purdue basketball team assumed it was going to win a Big Ten championship, but I think there was a lot of feeling that, you know, we're, we're, we being the Purdue team going to find its way to a title somehow, or at least a share of it. Uh, that didn't happen. And so it will be interesting to see how this team responds. Uh, I would think just because it's Indiana that Mackey Arena should be in rare relatively rare form, or at least in as rare a form as it could be with that, with that, all of a disappointment that, that, that you're not playing for a Big Ten championship or a share of it to, uh, tomorrow. But I, I think once they see the uh, candy striped pants and the cre- and cream and crimson uh, uh, come on the court, uh, the, the students will be, will be in full force. So that should help. But I agree with you. I, I don't know the mental state, and it's hard, impossible to know that until they until they play. But uh, I think if this team wants to play like a championship level team. Uh, it needs to come out and respond and and give a great effort uh, tomorrow against Indiana. Talking with Alan Karpik from goldenblack.com here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Alan, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, fans' reaction this week. Obviously, two losses is uh, and you know the, the Big Ten title slipping through your fingertips, but the way they're losing these games, uh, I, I don't feel like fans, and I'm sure voter, AP voters don't really want to take it in consideration, but what, you've got... What, three, four games now where it's come down to uh, a last-second shot or, uh, you know, Purdue really not having any time left to get off a decent shot. Uh, this team, they don't lose those four games like that. Then, what, they've got, what, two, three losses on the year, and yet some people are still out here calling this team a disappointment. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Uh, it is. I think I think that that sentiment is brought to a to a, to the f- forefront because of that 42 year uh, uh, drought between the between the final fours and it almost the w- wanting to will this team and almost a I don't want to say that the Purdue fans think it's they Purdue fans definitely think it's their time and now you see some of that uh, potentially slipping away but that's what gets kind of silly about all this nothing has really slipped away yes Purdue has lost four games. Uh, in an essence, buzzer beater fashion. If Purdue had won those four games, uh, Purdue would be ranked number one right now. So uh, that is a you know something to keep keep in mind. Uh, you know this team is not. Uh, it has caused some of its own problems. Let's let's be honest here. You know it turned the ball over too many times against Michigan State. Uh, you missed free throws against Indiana and Wisconsin that really doomed you. You but you also got some. You also get beat at Wisconsin in something I've never seen before, and that is two consecutive bank shots that really weren't intended to be bank shots. Uh, you know, I, Purdue fans remember Mitch Richmond in 19, 1988 uh, in the, in the uh, uh, NCAA tournament, Kansas State's Mitch Richmond, who went on to be an excellent uh, NBA player, uh, banking in a shot to not beat Purdue, but to really – seal Purdue's fate in the NCAA tournament, a team that was also like this team, kind of presumed to go to the, they were number one seed and expected to get to the final four. All of this is to say that this is, you know, I think fans need to relax a little bit and you have to hope that that doesn't infiltrate 
this Purdue basketball team. I, I don't think it necessarily will. Uh, they just need to go out and play. They're still the same team. This is a team that I think is extremely difficult matchup for anybody it plays. Uh, but yeah, you have to not turn the ball over and you better make your free throws. And, and I, I like Purdue to get through the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And then once you get to that, I, I think when you get to 16 teams, um, it is the definition of a crapshoot um, because it's especially this year. I mean, we, we've heard of all the pundits talk about whether well, there are eight teams that can win it all. Now it's 12, maybe there's 14. That number is growing. And that's because of what we saw last weekend when all six uh, top six ranked teams lost in the same, same uh, uh, on the road and on the same day, never happened before. So a uh, very long winded answer saying, relax folks. This is a good basketball team, and for the most part, has played like it this season. I'm still over here. I thought he was going to go Mitch Richmond 1918. Purdue fans remember 1918. <laughs> like, absolutely. I usually like. I will nod my head because I'm not old enough to remember some of these moments. But 1918, I thought I was like, oh wow, Allen really is an ageless wonder, isn't he? <laughs> Well, I did. I did say '88. I hope. Yeah, no, you did. But I think you started to go 1918 for a second. I was like, well, "Holy was smokes!" Well, Pontiac Silverdome, and it was. Uh, I think Jeff had just moved to town, or was about, I don't know, that right before you did come to town. But my point is, it was devastating, uh, and a very similar situation in teams that the red team did win the Big Ten championship outright, and and was this number one seed. But that still that feeling of this team's too good not to make the Final Four. Well. Again, there are teams that step in front of you that uh, you got to beat, and uh, there are a lot of other teams that would like to that feel like they're overdue as well. And Alan, you know, from a Purdue fan standpoint, how much of that you know punch in the gut mentality is out there? I mean, are, you know, it seems like you're wait, the, some Purdue fans are waiting for Kyle Orton to fumble again or to have Robbie Terry's ACL on one yeah. of the best teams we have, or Isaac Hans to to break his elbow in the NCAA Too tournament. Soon. I mean, you know, how much does that play? And the fans, you know, Chris, you know, they've been very harsh on this on this basketball team as far as uh, their expectations and and uh, where they see this team finishing this season. Well, I think, again, and, and I think November in college basketball sets the table anymore because we're all sitting around Thanksgiving and, and trying to, have something to do and we watched a lot of college basketball and Purdue was the darling of college basketball that weekend in in Connecticut so uh that uh, uh you know when Purdue beat North Carolina and beat beat Villanova um uh, you know I I just think that that's that, that is the nature I think it's nature and we all if you when in doubt blame it on social media but that's also the the uh way that you everybody has a say about that and you get the feeling that that everybody feels this way. I, I don't know. I can't speak to how def- that narrative is out there. No question. And this is a uh, folks that, uh, but, but if you stop and look, stop back and look at it logically and look at it honestly and say, wait, let's look at the losses here. Let's look at really what this team has done this year. Um, uh, it's still 24 and six and, and playing in, in the first or second, or certainly a top three league in the country. And uh, and winning on the road is darn difficult. Uh, that's that's just all there is to it. I mean, losing at Rutgers, it really was no, you know, yeah, you have got to give. Let let me restate this. Wisconsin got to give Wisconsin credit. Wisconsin uh, deserves the Big Ten championship. They did go to Rutgers and win. They went to Purdue and won. Uh, that is to their credit. But this team is uh, Purdue has been fun to watch, 
and they have, and they still, I'll line up with anybody if I'm Purdue that's left on the schedule in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that doesn't mean they're a guaranteed win, but I'm not, I don't think if you're Purdue, you're scared of Kentucky. You're not scared of Auburn. There's a team out there, Gonzaga. There's nobody out there that just is, that you feel like you can't match up with. I think everybody's still going to struggle to match up with Purdue, and that's assuming also that you stay healthy and uh, and you make your free throws and don't turn the ball over. And also that you maybe get a little bit of luck, as uh, Jeff and I pointed out here. And not only is it the buzzer beaters, and and Brian did a great job uh, on my show uh, yesterday about this, Alan. It's not just the buzzer beaters. I mean, look at the Michigan game, right? You play Michigan when you're supposed to play them, and uh, you you, you decimate them in in that game. No problem. You, You really do. But instead... You get uh, you get that push to the tail end of what like eight games in twenty one days or whatever the heck that that thing was. I, it, it's those it's just those little things. It seems like that's happened to Purdue all season long. Uh, do you have a line on a good exorcist or something before the Big Ten tournament? <laughs> well, I just think that Purdue needs to not worry, also not play that narrative at least because it doesn't matter what any of us think. It's what 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 the team and coaching staff what their mentality is, and they just got to forget you know that they don't you can't start thinking your snake bit or whatever. Again, Purdue was uh, com- complicit in some of its own in, in each of those losses, certainly. But, yeah, uh, the good thing is the NCAA tournament is a schedule. Uh, you know what you're dealing with. There's no, there, there's going to be no, at least we hope not, and I don't see, see this happening, won't be any uh, postponements. It's going to play either Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, the first two weekends, and, and, and uh, Saturday, Monday, the third weekend. Uh, and that's the way it's going to be. So the, the the playing field will be evened out. And again, I get back to talent and ability. I think this team's got everything it needs to to win. It would help it to get a little boost of momentum. I'm not saying you have to win the Big Ten tournament, but I think you'd like to play well. Send your seniors off. Uh, you know, Sasha Stefanovic, Eric Hunter Jr., uh, Travion Williams have really meant a lot to this program. And I think people ought to remember that, uh, and, they, and most of them do, they've been pretty special over the years, a heck of a lot of fun to watch, and they've given great effort uh, for this program. So give them their send-off, play well in the Big Ten tournament, maybe get yourself to the finals or win the whole thing, whatever that is, and uh, and then get ready for the NCAA tournament and strap the strap strap on because this is a strap it in because it's going to be a challenging ride. And, you, and at each stop, in the NCAA tournament, as we found out last year, can be uh, can be fraught with peril. Alec Carpet, GoldenBlack.com. Again, get yourself a subscription over there. It's absolutely fantastic, especially with spring football going on. Tom's doing a great job of uh, getting out to those practices and telling you what's happening, too. And, you know, you heard Alan talk about how great those rap videos are for Brian Newbert and all the recruiting stuff that he does as well. Plenty of great free stuff, but the subscription totally worth it. Alan, it's uh, always a pleasure. Hopefully you'll... Uh, You'll uh, make an appearance on our show on uh, Wednesday, last one of the year. You in? I'm in. All I'm right, in, buddy. I, and uh, I'm always we can we can reminisce and and we'll talk about Purdue seed and the and the Big Ten tournament and what might be Purdue seed in the NCAA tournament. You know, it's interesting the Big Ten tournament. Purdue's got a chance. Uh, uh, you know, they may they you know it isn't going to be easy in the first, in the in in the Friday night or Friday game in the Big Ten tournament. No matter. Purdue may play Michigan State. They could play Iowa in a number of different scenarios. Uh, you could be, I think, even still run into Michigan. So uh, it, it will not be a, a, a cakewalk uh, even next week in Indianapolis. 
Welcome back. The Boiler Basketball Show continues. 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. I am Jared Jesselitis over there. Uh, that's Jeff Julik and on the Hammerhead Hotline, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Nate Barrett with us. Hey! Yeah! How you doing, buddy? Guys, it's uh, it's like Christmas season right now. I mean, you, you wait all winter for uh, the next couple of weekends. It's just going to be awesome. You put in you, you put in all those good husband points through Valentine's Day, right? You've been banking up the husband points here so that you have all well, this. I, I haven't needed them. I, I'd argue <laughs> my wife's a bigger sports fan than I am. And you guys know how much pay, I pay attention to it. And, you know, she'll she'll say things that I'm like, well, how do you know that? She's like, I'm a bigger sports fan than you. I mean, she's she just follows me on Twitter. On gap, what it is. So I, I, I married up, fellas, when it comes to uh, sports. My wife, she'll watch every single game of the Big Ten tournament, every single game of the tournament. So, yeah, I get a lot of updates from her. Well, why we got you on, though? We should just go straight yeah. to the source. Then. <laughs> That's what she would say. <laughs> well, you got a big one tomorrow, buddy. I mean, it's it's Purdue, it's Indiana, it's uh, the last game of the regular season. I mean, to have senior day uh, against the Hoosiers, that's just uh, that's something special. That's something you can't write. Well, it is special. And, uh, well, of course, Purdue fans were hoping to, you know, hoist a trophy for that game it wasn't to be and uh fortunately there's plenty of basketball left to play and there's plenty of, you know number one you want to hand your rival a loss obviously get a new streak started and you want to uh push ahead uh, you know it's going to help your your profile some it certainly doesn't help you to lose it but it helps you to win it and then it gets you momentum going into big 10 tournament which i'll throw a I'll throw a wild prediction out there for you guys. I don't Ooh. normally do this, but uh, I'm taking the Boilers to win the Big Ten tournament. Whoa! Well, that's not wild. Whoa. Come on. It's a wild prediction. It's more wild than I get, Julie. <laughs> Holy smokes! Because I just, I just think that they'll be motivated and geared up for the tournament, and I think, you know, it's uh, in some ways, you know how pressure can work for you and against you, and, and, you know, the regular season's a long grind. It's almost like in some ways it could, it could be a – uh, a, a, re, a renewed second, you know, it's a second season for Purdue here. So I think uh, hopefully the IU game is the start of it, momentum-wise, and and I think the Boilers. I don't, I'm not wild about them likely being in that late game Friday night, but they'll be okay. And uh, of course, you know, the, you got to keep your eye out for Rutgers and and the big. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams uh, trying to prove something down there in Indy, but uh, it should be an exciting time. Of course, Iowa's really playing well too. The Hawkeyes are playing well. They've uh, oh, now you hit and... Jeff's wild man nerve here. He's all in. He's on the Hawkeyes bus. Andy Katz is on the Rutgers bus, and uh, no, this Hawkeyes guy's over here on the Hawkeye over. bus. Hawkeyes were all over Twitter last night. You should be. Yeah, yeah miss a well. shot last night. Yeah, they uh, they're playing well, and, and and Fran, you know, everybody picks on Fran. Fran's kind of you know wild personality when he gets mad, but you know, Fran, uh, Fran's done pretty well. Fran's done a lot of good things at Iowa, so I. You know they come off losing Garza, and you know they're still going to be a lock for the NCAA tournament. So they're they're in good they're in good spot. They've still been pretty solid. I I think the the question marks here, guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see you know where where Rutgers, Indiana, and, and Michigan how they play. And you know of course you got to look at Michigan State. Will of course be dangerous. Rutgers will be dangerous in Big Ten tournament, and and again Iowa. So uh, it's going to be a fascinating deal down there. The the regular season did not disappoint in the sense of great games 
you know, we were watching games at my house probably like you guys every night, and it was so much good regular season basketball that I have no doubt that the, the Big Ten tournament will be will be very exciting. And, you know, Nate, this basketball team, as we know, has been very, very talented and, and, and has had a, a very good season. And they've learned some tough lessons about taking care of the basketball and hitting your free throws. I mean, how important is that those lessons were learned during the regular season as opposed to those, you know, popping up during the NCAA tournament when one of those kind of performances could knock you out and the season would be over. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's the $10 million question. You both know that I think, you know, if you follow, you know, Mike Karma, JNC and uh, Brian Newbert all year with gold and black, I mean, Newbert has continued to touch on the fact that his only real critique uh, is is that Purdue needs to value possessions more. You know, the Michigan State loss, I think Michigan State ends up with nine more shots at Purdue, you know, and you lose by three. And so uh, valuing the possessions, making the most of every possession. You know, for me, the fan talking, that looks a little like for Jaden or Sasha, don't come down and just uh, throw that three up, you know, quickly with no passing, no offense run, and then have them – Break out with a with a run out the other way, uh, work that ball around, make the defense work, and then of course the, the free throw piece, which Purdue's been hot and cold on. I know it's a team for the year; they're not, you know, they're the back of the pack, but they also have had games where they've shot a lot better. So they're capable. In other words, they're capable. Jaden had a good free throw game a couple games ago at Mackey. So the, if you know, if all the cylinders are falling right, and by that you mean. The, you know, limiting the turnovers, hitting your threes, and then when you get extra support offensively from Eric Hunter that we saw throughout uh, some of the latter portion of the season, I thought Hunter really had a good stretch of games where he came into his own uh, and, and did what they need him to do. If all those things are clicking, uh, then then Purdue will have a, a great opportunity, I think, to make a very deep run. And then Travion's a question mark in the sense of, you know, that we we need that Travion that showed up in the late going against North Texas last year. If that guy shows up and plays just on fire the way he did there, along with you know Edie continuing to grow, uh, and then Jaden doing what Jaden does, I think uh, I think Purdue can beat. We I think we all agree on this show they can beat anybody. Uh, the, the danger, of course, is you, you don't want to catch the wrong hot team when you're having a rough shooting night and can't hit a free throw, and then it gets dicey. But, you know, guys, think about the losses. Purdue's lost so many close games, but only one game this year where they really blown out, had a bad night. The rest of these games, it's like Purdue has so much talent that even if they play poorly, they can climb back into it. I hope that's not their thinking, but it does seem to me like they they always have enough talent to get back in it, even if they're behind. But can they close? Can they hit free throws down the stretch? Can they get the, the key three that they need? And then can they get a stop defensively? Uh, those are the, you know, those, there are among the eight or 10 teams that probably can win the thing. You know, each of them has that quote unquote fatal flaw. And who else, who can minimize that and who can get on that lucky run where they're hitting shots on a neutral court uh, is always how it comes out. But, Ben, it, it should be spectacular. We're talking with uh, noted wild man here, Nate Barrett, on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Is uh, made some very bold predictions about the uh, Big Ten tournament. Let's talk about the NCAA tournament for uh, a minute here because in talking with Brian Newbert this week, he, he kind of threw something at me here. I don't know that I, I usually agree with just about everything that Brian says. This one I was a little bit taken back by, but it's a great question to throw out there. Uh, and I know people have been asking, Nate, is this um, 
Is this a team that is built for the NCAA tournament? Uh, but I thought when discussing not winning the Big Ten, uh, Brian threw this out that maybe they're not a good Big Ten team, but they're a better um, NCAA tournament team. In, in terms of looking at what they did in the non-conference schedule versus you know how they played during the Big Ten season, that maybe this team is just not a good Big Ten team, so to speak. What, what would you say about that? Well, we say that, and, and Brian has talked about that theme. I think he's leading us in some true directions on a few points. However, you know they're still going to finish, you know, with six losses on a twenty-game Big Ten. That's not a total debacle, you know, by any stretch. Assuming they beat Indiana, but you know, I think there there are some good points there in the sense that. I think they can really thrive on a neutral floor like they did early in the year with, out in Connecticut with, uh, with uh, UNC and Villanova. And then uh, I, think, I think there's something about Jaden Ivey that, that very much understands when he's on national television, on national stage. I think he's very aware of that. And so I, I like that from a competitiveness standpoint. I like Travion knowing this is his last chance to you know really you know also shine himself in a national spotlight. Uh, I think a couple of years ago you you know you found Edwards found another gear, Klein found another gear. You know people we forget how rough people were on Ryan Klein over four years, and yet in that Tennessee game, Ryan Klein validated everything Matt Painter ever saw in him in one game and made himself into a, a the pantheon of Purdue legends. He'll go down in Purdue history for his performance of that game. But if you remember, people were hot and cold on Klein for years. And so that's the cool thing about the tournament is it brings out some guys that can make themselves into the, the, the pantheon of Purdue legends that you really didn't think were going to be there. But in 10 years, when you're having a you know, a talk with somebody at a party, you, you'll always say, oh, remember that Klein game? Remember, You want that to be there for Travion, for Ivy, for Edie, for Sasha, for some of these guys that you just want them to have that memorable performance. You go, remember when Purdue was able to escape from so-and-so because of what they did down the stretch. So, you know, I think you get, if they can get to the Final Four, anything can happen. I, I really feel uh, that guys that, that Duke will be coming on, I think uh, the Coach K factor could play a role there, just the emotion of that. They're going to have a, uh, you know, I think in some ways the national media is already gearing up behind the, the narrative story. You know, Coach, mm-hmm. Wooden wa- Coach Wooden walks off in 75 with a championship. Wouldn't it be great if Coach K did the same? So, I mean, if Duke gets the Final Four, the media will be all in the tank for them on a <laughs> national level. But I think the other thing, that's an opportunity for Purdue and probably Illinois, too, is just, the, the Big Ten always has that grinding reputation that they wear each other down, beat each other up, and then that's why Michigan State's the last champ for the league in 2000. Can the Big Ten break back through? And guys, I'll leave you. I know we're wrapping up, but in the 89, it's IU that you'll remember a grinding IU team wins the league, but it's Illinois and Michigan with the Flying Illini and Nick Anderson, Kendall Gill, Kenny Battle, that group. Uh, they and then Ramil Robinson and Glenn Rice at Michigan wins it all. But those two, Illinois and Michigan, go to the Final Four. It would it'd be really neat for the Big Ten if it was that kind of a year where Wisconsin, okay, they earned it, uh, they grind it out, but the talent level of a Purdue and an Illinois gets in there in the tournament and drives to the Final Four would be an interesting story. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. It's always a pleasure to be talking some Boilermaker hoops with you, man, man. Wait, we got one more show Wednesday, Big Ten Tournament. You ready for us? I can't wait. 
Welcome back, Boiler Basketball Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. We got Jeff Julik over there. Uh, programming notes this is our last Friday show. We will be back on Wednesday, the same time slot. And that'll be our Big Ten uh, tournament preview show where we uh, we'll go through everything. We'll talk with Nate. We'll talk with Alan, and uh, we'll help you fill out that bracket if you like to fill out such things a little last second. But we got you covered here, and uh, you know we would preview it right now. But there's still a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, balls in the air, so to speak. Right? Uh, we don't know no exactly where anybody's uh, slotted in there, except for we're pretty sure Wisconsin wins. Right, number one yep. seed. Wisconsin, number one seed. We're pretty sure about that. They're taking on Nebraska this week, right? And that the, Which has been very hot recently. Big I told you, they can score. Big victory in Columbus over They the can score, so. but I think Wisconsin's just too good. So let's take a look at uh, where we're at as of right now. And uh, Wisconsin, like we said, is sitting in that number one spot. Um, they have the important wins. Uh, they win on Sunday, and they will remain your uh, your, your top seed in the Big Ten tournament. There, uh, Jeff, and they get that eleven thirty game on uh, Friday uh, Friday morning. Great, <laughs> not the situation you want to be in. Uh, the Illini at uh, fourteen and five uh, sit just a game back from Wisconsin, and you got Purdue at uh, thirteen and six. Iowa at uh, 12 and 7, and Ohio State at 12 and 7. So there's really um, a, a question of what 2, 3, 4, and 5 are going to look like here. That's the first thing that we're kind of focused in on here. We do know Purdue is at least going to be uh, 2, 3, or 4. That's correct. And, you know, the, the, Iowa travels to uh, Champaign on Sunday. And if the Hawkeyes continue their trend of, you know, averaging well over 80 some points a game, you know, if they win that game, they're going to end up as the number four seed because they win the tiebreaker over Ohio State. And uh, Purdue would jump into the number two seed, which would be great because then they get the evening game on Friday night as opposed to that 9.30 game uh, late, late Friday night. So we're looking at that. You've got Rutgers at 11-8. So uh, I don't know who would win a tie between Ohio State and uh, Rutgers there. but you could uh, High State would win the tiebreaker. Okay, I was going to say, how far can Ohio State really fall down there? High but... State could fall to five. And there you okay. go. Uh, but they play Michigan over the weekend, mm-hmm. and, and that's in Columbus. So and that's um, a that's a must win for Michigan at sixteen and thirteen. Um, I know that they're going to try to get Juwan Howard into this thing some way somehow uh, because there's just some programs that uh, they love to put in. Regardless, yeah, they're seriously on the bubble because they're going to play Ohio State, and I'm projecting them to play in that eight nine game against Indiana uh, on that first game Thursday morning at eleven thirty and. That that could be a, a a game. Whoever wins that game may have a chance of getting in, and the loser obviously doesn't. So, so yeah. So it's going to be a tough road for uh, Michigan to uh, get in the NCAA tournament. Ceiling's got to be eight, right? I mean, that's what we think. Uh, yeah. getting mm-hmm. in. Yep. I mean, the Hoosiers are probably not getting in. They're down there at nine and ten behind them, eighteen and eleven overall. Now, if 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 and we're being impartial here, if. Indiana were to win at Purdue on Saturday and then win that first game uh, in the uh, Big Ten tournament and be competitive maybe in a quarterfinal. Maybe they've played themselves back onto a bubble, but I just think it's I think it's burst for them. And that's so based on how the other bubble teams do. Yeah, I even mean, with that, there's there's just I yeah, think they, they, I mean, they'd have to get to the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament and win on Saturday, which I mean can it happen? 
their issue yeah, they have but... they have three quad one victories and so it's 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 tough for them to uh to make a case and then you look at Rutgers who has a ton of quad one and two victories but has some devastating losses so yeah it's going to be tough to see how do you balance that though yeah you know that, what I mean that's, that's what I hate about this net because I know there's been a couple bad losses but uh, you watch what Rutgers went and did through that stretch, and you got to say to yourself, yeah, much more deserving than the Hoosiers. And if I look at the net, the net will tell me that the Hoosiers are way more deserving than Rutgers. Why? Uh, look, it just, it's preposterous. I hate that stat. I used to love that stat. Now, absolutely hate that stat. It's terrible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It punishes and I, you for a loss. Yeah, you're right. And I project Rutgers to be the sixth seed in the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, they're going to have a nice uh, draw there, and they'll – Get another victory because it looks like they'll play Nebraska or Penn State. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a situation where there's going to be three teams there fighting for maybe one or two spots left in the NCAA tournament. And then on the bottom here, we'll uh, determine who finishes in that bottom four right now. Uh, Maryland and Penn State uh, on that bubble for that uh, you know that game that uh, first game on Thursday night or Wednesday night. I'm sorry, uh, mm-hmm. both at seven and twelve. Northwestern at 6-13, and 13. Minnesota and Nebraska all comfortably playing on the first day of the Big Ten Tournament. The general mission ticket for Wednesday night, that is not the game you want to be at. So, <laughs> <laughs> You uh, absolutely do not want to be in there. So, no games tonight in the Big Ten, but tomorrow the only game in town is Purdue in Indiana, 2 o'clock on ESPN. And, and then- who's broadcasting the game? Uh, I don't know. Is it, is it Benetti and Robbie? <laughs> it is, yeah. So hopefully the curse will be broken Just be tomorrow. nice to poor Robbie. We've come over there. Stop it. Stop being mean to Robbie. <laughs> and then Sunday, it's a loaded Big Ten uh, schedule with Penn State at Rutgers, kicking things off at noon. Michigan is at Ohio State at noon 30. Nebraska is at Wisconsin. Maryland is at Michigan State. A good one with Iowa and Illinois at 730. And then Minnesota at Northwestern is something that is happening while you're watching Iowa and Illinois. <laughs> right? I, look, exactly. I want to be honest here. That's It's going to be like fantasy football. You know, if you've got a player in your fantasy team, you watch that really bad NFL game, and if you maybe put a bet on that game, you might turn it in to see how your bet's doing. <laughs> Uh, look, um, the, the, the ones that are probably in doubt uh, on uh, Sunday, Ohio State and Michigan, Illinois and Iowa. You actually have Iowa probably being the only road team that wins on Sunday, right? Or are you I also going to have Michigan winning? I don't. Uh, you know, uh, well, high State surprised me last night because they've got some serious injuries going right now. Zach Key is in a boot and hasn't played. And then uh, Kyle Young, who who's lost his season a couple years ago due to concussion, uh, you know, he's got a concussion now and he didn't play last night. So, but Joey Brunk really stepped up last night for the Buckeyes. So I still think Ohio That's so State. so weird to say, isn't it? I know. And on a number of levels <laughs> yeah. with that sentence, there's uh, a number of things that are wrong, but yes. Uh, I just think Ohio State has too much for Michigan, and, and, and they'll win that game and secure the fifth seed in the uh, Big Ten tournament. All right, we will be back on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Jeff and I will have a great Big Ten tournament preview show. It'll be our last one for the season uh, where we'll take a look at the tournament. We'll try to walk you through what are the big games. Uh, we'll have all the seeds and all that stuff, plus Alan Karpik and uh, Nate Barrett will be on with us as well. You know, what great job they do. Oh, and, uh, fantastic. Yeah, that'll be a great way. Uh, you drive home, we'll have you covered, and uh, we'll get you prepared for uh, you know, those, bottom four, those bottom four teams playing <laughs> each other on Wednesday night. But we'll also talk about Thursday, Friday, and how we think the whole thing is going to break, and who needs what win the most, and 
You know, who's going to be okay with maybe losing their first game of the tournament? And we'll see what happens and what kind of uh, NCAA tournament implications could come out of everything. So we'll break it all down. So we will be back. Mark those calendars. Wednesday, 4 o'clock, the Boiler Basketball Show wraps up the season. Big thank you for listening. Big thank you to Nate and Allen. We'll see you back here on Wednesday on the Boiler Basketball Show.